To any Latino that wakes up on a Sunday morning to blaring music, you know that as soon as you get up, it's not time for breakfast or to chat or to go back to sleep. It's time to clean. And for some reason, Latino moms only know how to clean by waking the whole house up with her favorite salsa classics. Latino music genres like salsa, cumbia, bachata, y reggaeton were staples of my childhood. As a Puerto Rican, rhythm and beats are integral to my spirit and to my culture. In my household, rhythm was a language that we all spoke to each other, whether it was through dancing, singing, or playing instruments. Even if I didn't know Spanish, I could still sing the lyrics as I danced around the house with a broom in one hand and a dustpan in the other. Even on a groggy Sunday morning, rhythm could lift and transform my spirit. But rhythm isn't just important for cleaning. At least I hope not. Rhythm is the breath. Uh, rhythm is cycle. Rhythm is language. Rhythm is everything. Rhythm is, is the universal human language. It appeals, it, it cuts every kind of cultural, national barriers down into unifying language of people. Everyone can relate to rhythm. Above all else, rhythm is as simple as the combination of silence and then breaking it with sound. Bienvenido, and welcome to Silence and Sound, a podcast where I, Kayla Lorena Roche, explore the culture and history behind popular rhythms and music today. In this episode, I'll dive into the story of clave, a rhythm that is essential to Afro-Latin music. To help me illustrate the significance of clave, I interviewed professional percussionists Greg Beyer and Robert Jaspe, and I share their perspectives here. Please enjoy my take on the story of rhythm. Before we jump into clave, why should we care about rhythm in the first place? Why does it matter? Well, you don't have to be Puerto Rican like me to have rhythm. Sure, it might help, but in reality, rhythm resides in all of us. The universal syncopation, the downbeat pulse is the common thread for everybody because we all have that instinctive feeling of rhythm that's built into us for some reason. You don't need to play an instrument or study music or have a cultural background that ties you to rhythm. Rhythm is in speaking sentences, walking your dog, or even chewing gum. Whether you realize it or not, everything has pauses and breaks that are eventually filled with sound and noise. And some of those combinations are more popular than others, like the rhythm clave. This rhythm is the heart and foundation of Afro-Cuban and Brazilian music. But you don't have to listen to that music to be exposed to clave. You can find clave in songs like you Make My Dreams by Hollow Notes. I Want Candy by Bow Wow Wow. Boom Boom Pow by the Black Eyed Peas. Hell, you could even find it in Fireflies by Owl City. It doesn't matter the genre or time period, 
I guarantee you'll find clave somewhere. Clave is such a popular rhythm that it's taken on different forms to satisfy the musical needs of different cultures, like the song clave, the rumba clave, recio, and bossa nova. I'm sure I'm missing other versions, but you get the point. Clave is alive and well, but where does this rhythm come from? Clave originates from a combination of countries of the African diaspora, but the true origin of clave remains a spirited debate between many nations. Cuban regions like Havana and Matanzas claim that they were the first to create this rhythm because of how prevalent clave is in their music. There's a really common saying in Cuba that la clave es la llave, or literally clave is the key. It's the thing that underscores or underlines every other element of rhythmic construction and rhythmic understanding in every genre of Cuban music, from religious music to folklore music to popular music. But the most likely answer is that this rhythm originated from different regions of sub-Saharan Africa over time. There's evidence of this rhythm and its variations from communities in West and Central Africa, like the Igbo and Yoruba tribes of Nigeria. The Yoruba people come from the Oyo Empire, and they were a highly sophisticated um, society with really rich art expression, um, music expression, and religious, like a really highly codified religious order, which is alive and well to this day, um, and is something that continues to inform constructs of clave, for example. Rhythms like clave had more purposes than just providing entertainment. Rhythm is more than a groove, it's culture, it's sacred, it's religious. Clave inside the religious music, the sacred music of, of the island of Cuba, which has this really deep root in, the, in its connection to the Oyo Empire of Western Africa in the practice of Ifa. And that is, you'll hear clave in those figures. Because in Africa, it, their music and their culture is all about rhythm. In these different regions, the dances and the rhythms have real cultural significance to their heritage and their society and their cult, you know, ceremonies and meaning to them. So how do we evolve from religious ceremonies in West and Central Africa to clave becoming the staple in popular music? To answer this question, we must first ask ourselves, well, how did clave and rhythm leave Africa in the first place? It all had to do with the, the really the, the horror of the slave trade. Yeah, we can no longer turn a blind eye as musicians, as music enjoyers, as people. In order to really appreciate the significance of clave and rhythm and what it's given to us, we must recognize what was taken from the people of Africa first. Despite Africans being ripped away from their homes, despite facing endless strife, struggle, and hardship, they never lost their culture, they never lost their talent, and they never lost their music. So many singers and poets and artists have tried to underscore that black culture is valuable. You know, one way that we can say that Black Lives Matter is really to say that 
black culture matters and that we are all indebted to that, whether we want to admit that or not. But I think as percussionists, we have a particular, we have particular cause for celebration and a particular responsibility to celebrate and, and to represent and, and shout that out. My goal here is not to guilt you. It's not to make you feel ashamed. It's to make you informed. The least we can do as people is recognize where our favorite music comes from and the journey it had to take to arrive to us. Because of their perseverance and strength, we are able to enjoy genres like the blues, jazz, R&B, rock and roll, hip hop and rap, and many more. Rhythm is strength. Rhythm is perseverance. Rhythm is resilience. So how does this black resiliency turn into the music we appreciate today? How did clave become the foundation of multiple genres? How did clave become popular despite the tragic past of its people? There's something about the African use of the syncopations and the rhythms that evolved and translated into the dance music that we know today throughout the Americas. In the United States, the West African polyrhythm transformed itself into swing and shuffle and blues. There's a clave with the boom, 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 that's all the Cuban thing in the rock and roll uses this bow diddly version of the clave. Thanks to the black community and descendants of Africa, clave was able to change and morph and transform into a multitude of genres. But what makes clave so special? How is it still able to maintain its integrity and presence after going through so many changes? You know, the sheer infectiousness of the groove is what has allowed it to permeate through just about every genre of of music where movement is involved. Because of the positive benefits of shaking, you know, moving, clave is, is it just, it's just there. It's embedded really deeply in, in music. And I feel like it's also at the root of, of human rhythmic expression. You know, I feel like there's something so, so many layers deep about it that it's just, it's just there. You know, it's in all of us if we're, studious enough or wise enough to to understand it you know it can become a really powerful tool for the movement of, of your community the beautiful thing about clave is that most of the time you're not listening to it on your own most of the time you're listening to it with family with friends at parties at a function this is a rhythm that's everywhere around the globe you could play this rhythm and it could unite even the most random people. That's the beautiful thing about clave, and that's the beautiful thing about rhythm. And all these rhythms can come together in, in different styles. And if you basically understand that language in its various forms from different parts of the culture, 
that's what makes the vocabulary, that pulse that, that moves us and moves people everywhere. And you could go up to, I could go to any person in this world on any part of the globe and just go, hey, boom, 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 and they could go, hey, and we could talk rhythm anywhere. It wouldn't matter, <laughs> you know, that's the, that's the great thing about it. And it's that beautiful thing that you want to have with people. You want to feel connected. You want to feel that universal connection and love with people. And when you share a common thread that we all can identify, it just makes us feel like we're the same. Despite what you look like, where you're from, what language you speak, we're all united by this thing that makes us move by this thing that makes us smile, by this thing that brings us joy. That's my story on rhythm. I hope you enjoyed listening. My name is Kayla. Thank you so much to special guests Robert Jospe and Greg Byer. This has been Sounds and Sound, and I look forward to seeing you in the next one.